0: Friends, welcome to That Sounds Fun podcast. I am your host, Annie F. Downs, and I know it's a little bit of a surprise that we're dropping you podcasts two weeks in a row. But I just could not resist. I could not wait. I wanted you to hear this conversation with my friend Christy Wright. Here's the thing. For the next couple of weekends, I am with Christy at an event called the Business Boutique. The first weekend, which is coming up May 13th and 14th, is in Phoenix. May 20th and 21st is in Fort Worth. And I'm so excited to be there. Listen, I got to tell you, Christy and I have been friends for years. We went to Crosspoint together. we. That's where we go to church. And about five years ago, I think, we were in a small group together. We'll tell you about it in just a minute. But we started being friends back then before she was writing and speaking full-time, before I was writing and speaking full-time, when it was kind of just a group of women who were dreaming. So it's really neat to see her doing so incredibly well at Um, Dave Ramsey solutions and being one of their personalities and getting to travel and speak so much and running now her own event, the business boutique. And it is going to be so, so fun. The one event that has happened was such a home run. And I'm really looking forward to Phoenix and Dallas. So here's what happened. We did the interview, and technology got a little wonky. You know how that goes. So our interview is a little bit shortened, but I still think you're really going to love it. I still love some of the wisdom and truth and just the hilariousness of Christy Wright. So that will be first. We will have the interview with Christy, and then there is a clip of Christy talking about why she started the business boutique and why it matters to her. And when I heard this, I thought that's exactly what I wanted her to say on the podcast. So we have that as well. So get excited get buckled up especially you women who have ever thought about running a business run a small business or are just dreaming about it this is the podcast for you so now my conversation with my friend Christy Wright hi Christy hey how's it going I'm great how are you friend I'm good. It's great to hear your voice. And mutual technology is so impressive that we can be in two different rooms in virtually the same city <laughs> and still be able to converse. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, tell me how far along you are with your new baby. That's important to me. Okay.
1: Okay. First of all, it's flying. Like second child, it's no joke. It goes by so fast. So I am really? almost 20 weeks and I don't know where the time has gone, but I promised you with the first time stood still. I, remember. I was certain I was going to be pregnant forever. <laughs> so I'm not complaining. <laughs> How is this one different? Oh, completely. I have way more energy. I crave sweets. Time goes by faster. Uh, And you're just, you know, I'm busy at work, but also just you're chasing a toddler around. Like you don't have time Mm -hmm. to obsess over, is it a blueberry? Is it an orange? Is it an apple? I don't know. (laughs) You know, you're just, it's flying.
0: It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You don't have time to pull up that app. I do think that's hilarious how often people compare it to fruits. I mean, I guess that's just an easy thing.
1: Yes, and it really, it's because that's what the apps tell you, like, oh, it's the size of a blueberry, it's the size of a sesame seed, or -hmm. whatever, but it gives you some hope of, like, something is actually happening in there, because otherwise, you're just like, I feel terrible, and I can't see why, and so it gives you some hope of, like, oh, progress.
0: Ah, there you go, okay. Um, Okay, so first, (laughs) I would love for, well, not first, I guess it would be second, but let's talk about how we became friends, because it's one of my very favorite stories, because it was back in, am I right that it was, like, 2011, or 2010? 10. What, when When do you think we were both at Crosspoint in that small group?
1: You tell me because it was before you went out on your own. I remember you were working yeah. full-time, and yeah. so it was even before, like well before that. So, yeah, yeah, I feel
0: like it was 11. That's okay. what's in my heart, is it was 2011. Um, it was a long time ago, five years. That's awesome. Yeah, that's serious. So for me in that time period, we were both attending Crosspoint, as we do, and the way it worked for me is Jenny Catron just sent me an email and said, hey, I'm starting this group of women who are leaders or some sort of creative leadership role, and we're going to read books at lunch, at everybody's lunch break. Is that kind of how, how you got in there as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I, was, I was not as familiar with Crosspoint. I wasn't in a small group at the time, so I was really excited to meet um, other people, other women, and of course, around Jesus and leadership. I was like, great, I'm in. Yeah, I loved it.
0: Jenny was so smart as well, because I remember the I think the first book we read was her book that wasn't out yet. And so we were like test bunnies for her leadership book.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: It's so funny. And I I clearly remember you being in that group because you had maybe you had just met your husband. And y'all were engaged.
1: Is that it? Like y'all y'all weren't married yet when we started, right? Right. So we probably got engaged. I think we got engaged. We did. We got engaged in 2011. We got married in 2012. And you probably remember me from those early days, Annie, because I stalked you. So <laughs> that's why Tell because me more. there what was a group mean? of like there was a group of like, well, there was a group of like 20 of us. But I just remember you were doing what I wanted to do. Like you were speaking, you were writing, you were making a difference. You were like such a powerful woman leader using your gifts. And I have similar gifts. And I was like, teach me everything, you know, Take, let's go to coffee, and I want you to tell me how to do this thing, and you did, and so oh, that's that why is, you remember me because I sought you out. And no, that give is up. not. I remember <laughs> you because I
0: thought I think this girl is the kind of person that I'd be friends with, even if we weren't in this group. Like, yeah. this I remember thinking I join groups like this for people like Christy because then you end up with a friend <laughs> that you didn't know that I may not have otherwise met at such a large church, but totally. that we do share so many of the same passions and so many so many of the same. Just hobbies and enjoyable thing. And like we just like talking about the same stuff. And you put up a lot with me talking about guy problems, which I really appreciate.
1: <laughs> well, that's a minor setback when you know everyone everywhere. So well, every time I go hang out with you, you know every celebrity, every musician, every speaker, author, writer, everyone I'd ever wanna meet, and they all know you and love you. So we go to coffee and you just introduce me to people. So I was that's like, This right. is fantastic. We all get to be friends.
0: Okay, so now so you now are doing all the things that I do. You're writing and you're speaking and you're traveling a ton. I think you travel like a crazy person. How long have you been <laughs> with Ramsey? How long have you been a personality?
1: So I've been only been a personality technically for, um, I guess, two years now. Okay. And so, but I've been with the company for six and a half. And so I started out, you know, there, Ramsey Personalities, Speakers Group, all that didn't exist when I started back in 2009. And so I started out just developing products for youth and teens and then very quickly got into speaking when we launched a Speakers Group. And then from there, that has snowballed and turned into the Ramsey Personalities, which is really our company's succession plan for the future to have more people speaking into different spaces with different messages.
0: And so you started doing teen and college stuff. That's how it started, was helping with their budgets, I guess?
1: Well, it was products. So if you're familiar with any of our products, we have like kids' books, like Junior's Adventures and Graduate Survival Guide for Teens. So I really created products. But when Dave's daughter Rachel came on board, she was booked to speak all summer for a conference. And it was about 20 different dates for the MOVE conference. Anybody that's familiar with that, put on by Christ and Youth. And two weeks before she was supposed to go on the road, this was just literally days after she graduated, Dave saw the travel schedule. And, Annie, you know travel. Like, this mm-hmm. is this is important how we're going to get to places when you're in a different city every day. And they had booked the cheapest flights possible through Expedia. So, you had two and three connections. You were <sighs> at an airport thir- 16 to 18 hours a day. And Dave, in a lot of wisdom, looked at that and said, no way. She's newly married, newly graduated. She's not doing the schedule. No one should do the schedule. Right. And so somehow during this whole arrangement, I had inherited this whole ordeal. Like I didn't set it up, but I somehow inherited it. Mm-hmm. And so I became the liaison between us and the company and had to be the bearer of bad news and tell them, hey, by the way, I'm so sorry. I know you have Rachel booked for 20 dates. She'll be able to come to 10 and yeah. you, can, you can pick which 10. And so the, uh, the representative at the company said, Christy, I've got her booked for 20 dates. And if she's supposed to leave in two weeks, what am I going to do? And I said, I'll do them. Oh my God! He said, "Can you?" He said, "Can you speak?" I said, "I think so." <laughs> <laughs> and so, I went on the road that summer with Rachel, and Rachel and I became very, very good friends. We're yeah. such close friends even today. And uh, that fall, when the speakers group was launched. I was just kind of slid into it. No questions asked, no audition, yeah. no application. So, God just kind of had his handprint on my story from the beginning because I was supposed to be doing this thing. But who would have thought when I started out, I sure, I sure wouldn't have. <laughs> right. And you know what I love?
0: I actually was just telling someone today that I love when I get gigs that other people have canceled or can't do because mm-hmm. no one expects the pinch hitter to be really good.
1: Right. Yes. So, that's a good point. So, if yeah. you're the,
0: so I literally have an event next week where someone canceled last minute and they're bringing me in and I'm like, Perfect. I'll take it because (laughs) because I wasn't your first choice, but I if I do my job well, I could be your first choice next time. Right? Like one of my biggest best events that is a repeating event, the first one I got is because Candace Cameron backed out. And I was like, (laughs) I will take it.
1: That's awesome. I love it. That's such a great example. Oh, I
0: think it's great. And so and I love Rachel too. Man, Rachel, she is so funny to me.
1: She is. We have a lot of fun. We're waiting until the day that they let us do the dave ramsey show just us because you will never get us off the air we will we will Take that! And it'll run be with a it. telethon. It's what it'll be. It'll be an absolute telethon yes.
0: <laughs> where it does not stop. I know. I know that is so funny. And you
1: know, Rachel and I are just like you and I are, which is the more excited we get, the louder we get, mm-hmm. and the faster we talk. So it yes. just turns into complete chaos. But we know exactly what we're saying. Even That's right. If no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And I, just, she's
0: new on Snapchat. You know, and just watching her decide what to snap and what to do and what not to, is just so cute and entertaining to me. Like, it is just so adorable.
1: I was there when that whole conversation transpired, and she asked you about it, and you said you should definitely do it. And then she posted that night, should I do this? And you're like, really? (laughs) Really? I told you Oh, I wasn't enough for you, Rachel. (laughs) I wasn't enough. Um, Oh, I think that's so funny. I, uh,
0: I totally love... What you're getting to do and watching you do it. What, okay, so think back to Jenny's group that we were in. What can you remember taking from that group that is still playing into what you're doing now as you've like kind of stepped into the dreams you were thinking of back then?
1: Well, I think actually, like, I love what you just said about dreams because I think there was something in that group that gave us permission to dream. There was a trust factor and there was a comfort factor where we all. Um, felt okay being vulnerable. Like you, I remember you saying, you know what, I think God's telling me it's the time to go out on my own. And it's scary. And that's nerve wracking. And I'm used to having a steady paycheck. And I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you know, I remember some of the other women talking about what their dreams were for their business or their leadership role. And um, even back then when God hadn't even given me this seed yet, but there was just this stirring in me to speak and write. And I had no idea how he was going to put that into play. And now seeing this now and seeing how, you know, God's plans for me were just like scripture says, so much more than I could ask or imagine. And so looking back there, I just love that that was such a safe place to dream and to encourage each other in our individual strengths, because everyone in that room had different strengths. They had different initiatives, different goals. Uh, And so to see how there was just something really special birthed there that gave you a place to hope and dream and, and speak your fears out loud and find community there.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. And for me, another thing that I've pulled and continue to pull into my life for the last five years since we did that is this idea of like, sometimes gathering people who have the same goal, but not necessarily the same giftings can be really beneficial.
1: Yes, and you've talked about that before. And, and it's even with me about how you'll surround yourself not necessarily with writers, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you talk about yeah. how you surround yourself people that are creative and yeah. then how you all learn from each other um, with that similarity and creativity, but mm-hmm. it evidences itself differently. And I think there's such wisdom in that.
0: Yeah, because I'll never forget one of the women in our group was Diane, who's like super high level in Mary Kay. And like she just yeah. – she's so different than me and has such different giftings than me, but listening to how she would lead – thousands of women around mm-hmm. her faith and this company was so fascinating to me. And I always was like, when we pulled up and her little pink caddy was there, I was like,
1: all right, we're at our <laughs> pink Escalade, whatever it was. I was like, good, yeah. Diane's here. It's going to be great. Oh, I loved it. Well, it's true. It's, that's one of the things that is so cool about the business boutique is because we're trying to create that community. And I've actually seen that already in our first event where... It was so cool. And the very first, uh, we had like kind of the first group that was the dreamers and they didn't even have an idea. Like they paid to come to this event to learn about business and they didn't even have an idea yet. But they're like, you know, I'm going to do something. I just don't Mm -hmm. know what. Mm -hmm. And then we had women that had a business. They just needed help getting it off the ground all the way through women that had had a business for a while and it was their full-time thing. And so you're seeing different strengths and skills and different industries and tons of creative ideas. But the common denominator is that every woman in that room was pursuing what she loved. And so there's such a power and in that energy and uh, community that's there of encouraging each other in our strengths. And so that's one of the fun things that I think even from that group I've carried with me now and seeing the power of that. Yeah, let's talk about business
0: boutique because... It is, speaking of dreams coming true, we're finally getting to do an event together,
1: which I am so thrilled about, two of them in May. Annie, it may be the first and last time ever, because (laughs) let's be honest, like you and I are a force not everyone can deal with. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Dave will be like, she's funny. She's loud. I want her out. We'll see.
1: Um, We already actually have funny and loud. We're booked up in the funny and loud department.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay. So you just came up with this. Like, Talk about how this kind of birthed in your heart, this idea of like gathering women to talk about how to run a business well?
1: Well, it's cool to see how it was actually like years ago uh, Dave kind of tapped into this when I was telling him my story. Because as you know, I was raised by an entrepreneur mom, single mom, and I was literally raised in her cake shop. She started it when I was six months old to raise and support me. And so as I'm literally being raised in the cake shop, I'm learning business and also just having an unbelievable example of a mother that unapologetically used her God-given gifts and was just a, a, a powerful, confident woman. And so um, I have that example. And that's honestly what made me who I am today. I I am unapologetically stepping into my own gifts and I want to equip other women to do the same. And so, um, but at the same time, I'm a mom and I'm a, Creative so I get how vulnerable uh, being creative is and you and I've talked about this before with speaking like you put yourself out there and your heart and soul on the line on stage or you know in a blog post or or in music or whatever and it's so vulnerable and feels risky and um, so there's this element to that that needs a lot of community and encouragement around it um, and so I kind of get the business side of things but then I also get the creative side of things and so it's cool to see how God's woven those different pieces together for a time such as this to help women step into their God-given gifts, but also give them the business tools they need to use those gifts in the marketplace. Do you love her, right? Like she
0: is the one that we all want to be friends with. Christy Wright is the girl that we all want to just like hang out with. I like her so much. So that was our interview. And now I want you to hear kind of this couple of minute conversation that she had. It's from the first business boutique. And by the way, that website is businessboutique.com. It's from the first business boutique. And it's kind of her explaining where this dream came from and why she decided to create an event for women in business. So this is Christy talking about that.
1: I am so excited. Now, You guys probably know I'm an excitable person anyway, right? Like I get excited because it's a normal Tuesday. So this is huge. This is a whole nother level. I am so excited about the next two days. I'm excited about everything you're going to learn. I'm excited about the amazing people you're going to meet surrounding you right now. But most of all, I'm excited about the energy that's going to be injected into your life and your business because you chose to be here. And y'all, what we're doing right now, it's not being done. There's nothing else out there like it. You're not just a part of an event. You are a part of the beginning of a movement of women stepping into their God-given gifts to make money doing what they love. Y'all, this is going to be huge. Now, in our research, we have decided to make the business boutique specifically for women for a couple reasons. For one, men and women are pretty different, right? (laughs) Like, we think different, we act different, we communicate different, and we also lead really differently. You know, I've actually seen this play out in my marriage with my husband and I. My husband and I are very different personality as well. And so it's interesting because I'm like a lot of women. My mind is always running, right? We've got checklists and to-do lists, and we're constantly playing scenarios over and over in our mind. You know, it was interesting. It was just about a month ago, my husband and I were driving down to Alabama to visit my in-laws. And <laughs> thank you. Yes. Uh, and so we're driving down there and it, we were in the car and the radio was off and it was just quiet, you know, for like maybe around 10 minutes or so. And in this 10 minutes, I have thought of a new book I want to write, a new business I want to start, playing a party for my sister and solve world peace, right? Like all in this 10 minutes. So I look over at my husband, curious how he's using this valuable time. And I ask him, what are you thinking about? What's his answer? Nothing, literally nothing. Like, he can just shut her down. My mind is never blank. I can have an entire fight with someone and the other person doesn't even have to participate. Right? (laughs) Like, we're really different. And you see it play out, too, in how we experience the world and the language that we use. And so I've noticed, as a generalization, women tend to experience the world through feelings, while men experience the world through facts. So research actually shows that within the first five minutes of talking to a woman, she'll tell you in some way how she feels. And within the first five minutes of talking to a man, he'll tell you in some way what he does. So this is kind of the language we use. Well, just a couple nights ago, my husband and I were at dinner, and he was telling me about a problem he had at work. I was like, oh, babe, I'm so sorry. How'd that make you feel? He's like, well, I just called the contractor and took care of it. (laughs) I was like, I know, but how'd that make you feel? I get a blank stare. I don't understand the question. Like, we're not even using the same language. And then it's interesting, too, because women tend to value ourselves by our roles and our relationships, while men tend to pride themselves on being self-sufficient. And as a generalization, this isn't always true, but as a generalization, men tend to be a little more confident than women. Like, you could see a task, and a woman might look at that task and go, I don't know, I'm not sure if that's going to work. And the man's like, I got it, it's in the bag, piece of cake, right? There was actually a few years ago, I was in a running group. This was about six years ago. I was in a running group, and there was this guy in my running group, and he was always kind of hanging around, always interested in me, and and he was very friendly, and I could tell he was interested, and he asked me out a few times, and I said no. I was very polite, but over and over for several months, he wouldn't give up, and so one time after several months of this, even though I'm dating someone else at the time, he asked me to coffee. Now, I knew what the purpose of coffee was, right? Like, He was going to lay it on the line, let his intentions be known. He wanted to date me. So I was like, okay, Christy, I mean, come on, you're a direct communicator. You do this for a living. You speak. Like, why can't you get it through this guy's head? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to coffee, set things clear once and for all. So I go to coffee, and as expected, he laid it on the line. He said, I'm interested in you. I want to pursue you. I want to take you out. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm so flattered, but I need you to know that nothing is ever, ever, ever going to happen like Q. Taylor Swift, we are never, ever, ever, ever getting together, right? I said, in fact, I'm positive I'm going to marry someone else. Now, if you were to ask that man how he felt leaving coffee that day, he'd say, oh, I felt good. felt good about it. I knew it was going to happen. And if you want to, you can. He's here today. That man is now my husband. (laughs) Joke's on me, huh? I feel like we could learn something from men and their confidence. You know, but all of these aspects of how we're wired as men and women affects every aspect of our life. It affects how we communicate, how we process the world, and it definitely affects how we lead a business. We have unique struggles as women in business and we have unique opportunities as women in business. And that is why we made this event specifically for you, to meet your exact needs right where you are. Now, I know that getting here wasn't easy, And I know that you probably have a hundred other things on your mind competing for your attention right now. But just for the next two days, just for two days out of your entire world, I want to invite you and challenge you to be fully present right here in this moment with these 1,200 amazing women surrounding you. Now, I've been doing research for several years on women with side businesses. And I've coached women at all different levels of business. But there's always been this one story that's kind of stuck out to me and stuck with me. There was this woman, and you know, she was like many of us, where she looked up one day, and her life wasn't exactly like she expected it would turn out. She had a six-month-old baby at the time, and she found herself alone and scared, and just trying to figure out how she was going to survive. And she did something very brave. She did what I've seen a lot of women in business do, and she went back to something that she had always loved, This woman had always done cakes. And so since she was 16 years old, she'd worked in a bakery. She actually worked in a bakery at a very young age to help support her younger siblings and raise uh, part of her siblings and help them out since her family was very poor. And so she decided to go back to that. She's like, I know cakes. I love cakes. I love being a part of people's memories and people's, you know, moments and milestones and celebrations. I love the joy and the laughter and the smiles that I get to offer through what I do. Well, she didn't have any money at the time to open a store. And so she did something very brave and very resourceful. One day, she was walking downtown in the city that she lived in, and she saw a candy store. And this candy store had a show window that had nothing in it. It wasn't being used at all, and she thought, that's it. That's my opportunity. So she walked into the store, and she talked to the owner, and she offered to pay him 10% of her profits if he would let her use that front showcase window. She was like, I'll decorate cakes, it'll bring traffic into your store, it'll, be a, you know, it'll catch people's eye, and he agreed to it. Well, before long, there was a line around the block, not for the candy, but for her cakes. Now, that woman has been in business making cakes and make, making people happy ever since. And I am very proud that that woman is here today. Would you guys give a round of applause for my mom? I have so many memories of that cake shop. I remember when I, were, I was very, very young, my mom would pull me out of bed and she would wrap me in all of these, why do I look like a boy? Like, can we talk about that, mom? Why did she you dress me in red and blue? I, I didn't have any hair, that didn't help the situation. So mom would pull me out of bed whenever I was, I was younger and she would wrap me in all these comforters. Even in the middle of July, for some reason, wrap me in all these comforters and she'd put me in the car, and put the seatbelt around me and my comforters, and she'd drive down the cake shop at 2 and 3 and 4 in the morning when it was still pitch black outside because she had to bake so early. And she'd go inside, and she'd actually make a pallet for me on her bags of powdered sugar and flour, which for a kid is like kind of a dream, right? Like, not only was it comfortable, but I got to sleep on sugar. I remember going to school with the smell of flour and sugar still in my hair. Those memories, they're the backdrop of my whole childhood. I remember going to Florida, and we would go and take the road trip in her delivery van, which was pretty awesome because it had no seats in the back, which I realize is not safe, but you know, it's the 80s, okay? We're just making it work. (laughs) So she'd put a bunch of sleeping bags and comforters back there, and we'd pile back there, me and my friends, that she let go, and we'd drive to Florida. I also remember, before I could even read, I knew which button on the cash register opened the cash drawer. (laughs) So I'd press that button, grab a few dollars, and run down to the arcade. (laughs) Her bookkeeper hated me. But those stories and those memories are the backdrop of my entire childhood. They're my story. They're also my why. That's why this is important to me. That's why everything we're doing matters to me. Because I grew up with a woman that was a survivor, I grew up with a woman that didn't apologize for her dreams or take the back seat in her own life. I grew up with a woman that raised a family and served her community and impacted the kingdom of God because she was brave enough to put one foot in front of the other in the direction of her dreams. That's why I am the woman I am today. And that's why I want to help equip other women do the same. So what's your why? Why does this matter to you? Why this thing? Why is it important to you? Why does it keep you up at night? Why is it so important? You know, when I ask people why this thing matters to them or this particular business, most people know. Most people can tell you why they want to do it and why this specific business, but unfortunately, that's where it ends. They don't know where or when or how. They don't know the details. They don't have the answers to their question. They don't know how to get started, and they don't have a plan. So that's where this weekend is going to start. We're going to start with a basic business plan. We're going to get, go through all of the steps you need to cover your basis. So whether you just have an idea and you've not even taken the first step, or you have a business that maybe you've had for years, this is going to be a good time to restart and reset and look at some of these things you may not have thought about before. So we're going to go through your plan. And I'm going to tell you guys, you've got your workbook where we're going to work through it. We're going to go fast.
0: Man, if you are anywhere close to Phoenix or Dallas, I really, really hope you will join us. In fact, there's a, if you buy your ticket now, there's a little code you can use that will get you a discount that is BB Business Boutique, BB Downs, my last name, BB Downs, and you will be able to get a discounted ticket to the Business Boutique in Phoenix or in Dallas this month. So I am so, so excited to be there. I can't wait to learn, honestly. I just feel like there's so much to be gained from sitting in a room full of people who are all going after creating businesses that are important, that grow, that matter. And Christy leading that charge is exactly the right person. And I am just really deeply deeply honored that I get to be a part of this event and I'm going to be taking all the notes. I'm going to be sitting in the audience taking all the notes, learning all the things. So, and you can find Christy online at christybrite. We'll put those links below, but that's her Twitter handle, her Instagram, all the things. So, and her website is christybrite.com. Again, though, a business boutique is businessboutique.com. So, make sure you check that out. As a reminder, playing for us in the background is the sweet and wonderful Ellie Holcomb from her album, As Sure as the Sun. Make sure you grab that. And my most recent book, Looking for Lovely, is cheaper on Amazon than it's been in a while. So hop on there and get it. You can go to lookingforlovelybook.com to see all the different places and the new Bible studies out. Just wanted to remind you about that as well. You can find all that information on lookingforlovelybook.com. And if this is your first podcast, welcome. We are so glad you are here. We are so glad you've joined us. This is a fun place for us to hang out and chat, and you get to meet my friends, pretty much. I mean, that's what sounds fun to me, is introducing you to my real-life friends. So I love, love, love that you got to hear from Christy today. We've got episodes back there in iTunes Vault for you of other friends that I would love for you to hear from Shauna Nequist, Emily Freeman, Jessica Turner, some of my favorite writers, as well as my one of my favorite athletes, Connor Harrell. His is back there as well. The best places to eat in Nashville. We did an episode about that. There's just all sorts of goodies back there in the first 10 episodes. Most recently, we talked with Angie Smith about how to write new Bible studies and how to write Bible studies in general, not just new ones, I guess. They're all new. But Angie and I sat down and talked about how to write Bible studies. I also got to read a chapter of Looking for Lovely in an episode. So all that is back there for you. And if you don't mind leaving a review, that would mean a ton while you're back there on iTunes. Just kind of help people understand what is going on here. So um, if you need to find me, I'm easy to find all over the Internet. It's Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy. And that is my Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook. And pretty much anywhere you want to find me on the Internet. Annie F. Downs. And the website is AnnieFDowns.com. So I hope you have had a fun time joining us on the podcast today. I'm glad I got to be with you in the car, on the treadmill, at the park, while you're doing your dishes or folding laundry, which is when I usually listen to podcasts. But I am glad to be with you. And I hope you do something that sounds fun to you today. And we'll see you next time.